Welcome back to 100.9 The Line, serving our community with information and news from both sides of the Mason-Dixon line. I'm Rod Hawker, and thank you for listening this morning. I am north of the Mason-Dixon line right now with my interviewee, Mr. Doug Harbach. He is the Director of Communications for the Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Rod, and I am, uh, as, as you can guess, I'm working out of my... Uh makeshift office in Chambersburg instead of Harrisburg. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, working from home, I just had an HR girl on, and we talked about a lot of topics that are going to revolve around that handbook. Uh, it's the new new way of maybe uh, being an employee, moving out of this, and a lot of interesting stuff there to talk about. But that's not why you're on the line today. You are uh, you're with the Pennsylvania, like I said, Gaming Control Board. Doug, what are some of your responsibilities? Well, as communications director, most of mine is get the public message out, dealing with the press, uh, going out and talking to groups, uh, you know, making sure that the public understands what our role is in regulating this uh, gambling industry, whether it's casinos or whether it's the online gambling or the sports wagering or the video gaming terminals, to make sure that they know that we're safely regulating those, you know, really toward their safety and toward their end. We represent the public, not the casinos or any of the gambling entities, to make sure that they know we're doing our job. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been with the Gaming Control Board? Well, in July, uh, it will be 14 years, so just about at the beginning when the agency started up. All right. Well, then you know what you're doing, man. I love it having experts on the line. A guru. You are a guru. Well, <laughs> hey, Doug, let's talk about it. I mean, the, the casinos, that's... Uh, it's a lot of revenue to the states. It's a lot of people's uh, thing they do in their downtime, spare time. So where your, your casinos are all spread out throughout Pennsylvania, and I guess this presents quite a quagmire with different uh, counties opening at different times and how you coordinate your open-back-up policy and procedures. Yeah, there's uh, there are 12 casinos in operation around the state, and all of them shut down. Uh, by March 17th. So um, that is the main revenue source for gaming for, for Pennsylvania. So we're talking about a tax revenue loss to Pennsylvania right now of about $100 million uh, per month. So okay. we're uh, it's significant. The one thing that has picked up, uh, not surprisingly, is because we're one of the few states that offer an online option to be able to play casino games. That means slot machines. It means the you know games like blackjack or poker, along with sports wagering online. Uh, we've actually seen that um, take a significant jump. Uh, we're going to report some revenue later today for April, and it's going to show somewhere around a seventy-five percent increase on gaming online. Um, so that's where people are turning right now. Um, so it, as far as where they're located, these these places are still um, in county. Four of them are in, now in counties that have gone to yellow. Um, eight still are not because we've got a lot of them grouped down in that southeastern area around Philadelphia. So we, uh, but until these casino or these counties move into the green phase, and we don't, uh, the state still has not put out any guidelines on when that would occur. We really will not be opening any casinos up. However, we are working pretty hard with the casinos on. What it, what it would look like when they do reopen for patient safety and for employee safety. I got you. Well, Doug, you, you mentioned that the uh, 75% increase in the uh, online gaming, 
How does that compare the revenues generated and the tax dollars generated from the that 75% increase compared to uh, the the normal stuff with the patrons going to the casinos? Or is that what you gave me with the $100 million per month loss of uh, tax dollars to the state? Yeah, that's about where you'll see it. I mean, the online the online gaming market continues to grow. It's relatively new, though. We, it's less than a year old for these casino games. So, the, you know, the, the casinos are still making a market for those people who wish to play that way. It's ramped up a great deal because a lot of players didn't have the opportunity to go to a land-based casino. But at the same time, um, that will always come secondary in regards to revenue to the land-based casinos. So, yes, we're looking at even with the increase in tax revenue from the online gaming of probably about $100 million a month in, in loss. Of, uh, and 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 a big portion of that, probably around seventy uh, percent of that revenue, uh, goes toward property tax reduction. So um, we'll, there might be in the next year, mail <clears throat> and tax bills next year, a slight reduction on how much people have seen for that. Mm-hmm. Well, as a business entity, I mean, if I'm a business and I'm losing a hundred million dollars a month, I don't know how long I can sustain myself. Well, they're anxious to get open, these these casinos, no doubt about it. Having said that, though, they kind of fall into the same uh, type of bucket that entertainment venues and sports venues do because we're not not talking about, you know, 25, 50 people. We're talking about thousands of people at a time Mm -hmm. that come into these casinos. So that's why we've put together, uh, started to put together a lot of, um, things that have to be done at the casino in order for them to open safely. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, they, they're just big venues, and they, they obviously would be a relatively dangerous place for the spread of the virus. Mm-hmm. Well, I, one of the things we talked about the last time I had you on was possibly, you know, so many machines uh, being shut down between machines like the slots. You know, maybe you have some, some distance between slot machines. And you had said that th- these were some of the discussions that you may have been having or you were starting to think about. You know, you just got to start identifying all these different areas. And we can uh, – I'd like to get into more of that, but uh, holy smokes, look at that. Time flies when you're having fun. We're going to have to bounce out of here for a quick word from our sponsor real quick, and we'll be right back with Mr. Doug Harbach. He's the Director of Communications for the Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board. This is 100.9 The Line. Welcome back to 100.9 The Line, serving our community with information and news from both sides of the Mason-Dixon line. And I am north of the Mason-Dixon line this morning with Doug Harbach, and he's the Director of Communications for the Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board. We're learning a lot, and we, just, we learned that the state's losing $100 million a month in tax revenue, and that's not a good thing. And we we're just talking about maybe some things that are going to look different when these casinos do open up. And, Doug, can you elaborate on that a little bit? How might a casino look when you first walk in after this? Yeah, we're, we're, we've been putting together plans uh, with the casinos to either at least have minimum requirements uh, before reopening. And, you know, we're looking at the Center of Disease Control and Pennsylvania Department of Health for some guidance. But, you know, a lot of the patrons, when you go in there, not surprisingly, they're going to have to wear a mask. Um, we're we're going to have to identify them. Remember, there's a lot of people that, unfortunately, will take advantage of this and try to get into a casino, um, even though they might be banned from the casino or they might be underage. So they may have to lower their mask, they may have to not wear a hat so that they can clearly be identified. 
um, when they come in. You're going to see a lot of training by casino staff. I mean, they're trained already to look for people that are may have a gambling problem, may have you know an issue with alcohol, but they're going to have to look also for people that um, that may may not be following the rules correctly when it comes to um, properly entering the casino at this time. You know, so they're going to be trained. They're going to have temperature checks. The slot, in, more than likely, you will see some things where they may be moved around and distance. Uh, they may shut down a slot or two between the active slot machines at great distance. And uh, you may see a slot, and then you're going to see a table game, plexiglass barriers. Uh, they're going to divide them up, but uh, a table game, it's going to be, you know, prevent um, the, the dealer from directly with the uh, with the patron. You'll probably be discouraging, you know, if you've ever seen a casino, you'll see a lot of people just congregating around a table to watch it. You'll probably see those things that are um, probably being discouraged. Remember, there's a lot of hand things that are being handled there, chips and cards, and they're going to have to, you know, clean, and they're going to have to, to uh, get rid of decks and put them in more frequently. Um, and one of the things, we're not, a couple other things we're not going to likely allow at first is poker rooms in there because of the proximity to everybody in there. There's no way to really operate those rooms well without people being in a close proximity. Mm-hmm. And even things like ballet services are going to be uh, not permitted at the beginning because who wants someone when they jump in to have somebody jump into their car when you don't know for yeah. sure whether they're uh, might be carrying the virus. So those are all kinds of little things that you know we're preparing for so that within a, you know hopefully a month or so, uh, once we move uh, some of these areas in Pennsylvania into green and they allow large venues like this to open, that they can open safely. Mm-hmm. Well, once you start peeling back the onion, you do run into a lot of things that you may not typically think about from on the front end. And security is a big, uh, big item there with these casinos. And you mentioned masks. Um, would you are you thinking that masks are still going to be uh, required to get into the casino? Is that what I heard you say? Yes, absolutely. I think you'll uh, patrons will be wearing masks, and uh, also all of the employees will be wearing masks. And remember, you know, one of the one of the things we want to get these places open for is not just because we have tax revenue that that we need to generate, but uh, this is an this is an industry between the twelve casinos that employ about sixteen thousand people, and right now the vast majority of those are not working. So we need to get that industry back uh, working for those those good paying jobs. But you're going to see, yeah, you're actually going to see people that are, that everybody in those places at first are going to have masks until at some point the government, uh, you know, directs uh, through guidelines that that's no, no longer needed. Wow. I, I find that very interesting. Uh, I, I'm try, I try to find uh, studies with the masks and the COVID-19 and all this jazz. And South Korea has, a, has done an extensive test about the masks. But I'm not hearing a lot locally about extensive tests. Ta- uh, on the masks uh, it's testing so i i don't know uh, i'm you know betwixt and between some of the things you hear and not here but we're not going to get down that bunny trail uh we're talking about casinos and jobs and how many jobs did you say between the 12 venues Sixteen thousand. wow yep and, and doug the uh this 600 dollars unemployment benefit that these people signing up get i think that's due to run out the end of july uh, but until then, is there a concern that these individuals would not be coming back? That deals are going to say, "Hey, I'm making more on unemployment. I'm just going to stay there." What's your feel on that? Well, uh, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, the, the casino jobs actually are pretty well 
paying jobs. Just, just on the average, the casino jobs are, are uh, north of $42,000 a year plus benefits. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that they definitely want to get back to back to work because they, they would make significant money at that. Okay, Doug. All right. Well, Doug, Jesus, Pete's time flies when you're having fun, and I'm always having fun here on the Mason-Dixon line. I can't thank you enough for all this information. Again, that's Doug Harbach, and he's the Director of Communications for the Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board. And as always, you can find our podcast on thelinenews.com slash podcasts, and you can find Doug's podcast on there later today if you miss some information that you want to revisit. All right, Doug, thank you. This is 100.9 The Line.